Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Almost to the finish line. Here we are. Yeah. Day before the midterms. Well, enjoy your democracy now, folks, because it ends tomorrow. <laughs> we'll get to that, man. Yeah. Someone's saying that. I mean, well, there are a lot oh, of people yeah, a lot saying of people that. People are but, saying that. Yeah. But what you're going to hear here in the next ten minutes is really kooky. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, but, uh, <laughs> well, first we got to hear from Joe Biden. <laughs> 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 we start like with the a... grand slam and go backwards. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Uh, Joe Biden just made life a little bit more difficult for Democrats because he once again confirmed that he wanted to do away with the fossil fuel industry. During a campaign event over the weekend, an activist apparently went after him on oil, something like that. I couldn't hear the other side of the conversation. Uh, but with this conversation, he did, or rather undid, months of White House lies. Yes, he did. No more drilling. What? There is no more drilling. I haven't formed any new new drilling. That was before I was president. We're trying to work on that, get that done. Oh, well, I don't know. I just heard from the president himself, not to mention all the White House flack going out there saying there is nothing that Joe Biden has done that has slowed down oil production and refinement. That's right. Nothing. So what he was saying, from what I understand, was in a couple of spots, yes, they've done away with it. And these other two, there was nothing he could do because that that was before he got there. And they're working on that, shutting that down as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. To create, well, more inflation and more of an energy crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you've said many times, David, clean up on Isle Joe. Yeah. Well, I, I, in this case, it's just because he told the truth. Yes. I mean, it's always been a lie when they go out there and say, oh, well, we're not doing anything. In fact, we're drilling and, and extracting more oil than ever before. Well, and they do this crazy sort of, you know, number with the math to make it look like, oh, yes, see, we're, we're absolutely doing that. But there are a lot of other things that you have to take into account, and they're lying through their teeth. Yeah, they are. Okay. So with all of that, Okay, then you've got the White House that have to try to clean that up. How can they do it? So, well, well, he was taken out of context. Pretty much. They they did this because he also said something about ending coal. Like, we're going to do away with, with coal production and, yes. and coal plants, power plants, things like that. Uh, which represents, what, uh, 20 to 25% of our electric grid is coal-fired uh, coal power plants? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a lot of jobs, too, that are on the line there. Uh, and the White House said, well, I, I mean, it, this is being used in bad faith. They're misrepresenting what he said. I'm re- no. We stand with the coal miners. Okay. <laughs> well, and ignore that in other parts of the world, they're reopening coal mines because they don't want to freeze to death this yeah, winter. That's right. <laughs> that's right. It's amazing. It's weird how people don't want to freeze to death. And their choice of death, I mean, we don't get to choose generally, but freezing to death is an option we have. We don't have to freeze to death. Right. 
And if you don't want to, you got yeah. Greta over your shoulder going, how dare you? you? You should freeze to death. Freeze. Meanwhile, the one kooky thing we were talking about or alluded to is Jim Clyburn, David. Yeah. One of the most influential Democrats in Washington says the world is going to end if Democrats lose in the midterms. This is what he said, and then he got a chance to clarify. But here's the jumping off point here. All right. But losing this democracy could very well be the end of the world. The Whoa, end of the world. end of the world. If Democrats lose, democracy is finished. Because if Democrats win, they're going to do all sorts of cool democracy stuff, like making sure that a minority in the Senate, meaning the minority party, can actually dictate terms for the entire uh, country. They're going to expand the Supreme Court, and they're going to make, I don't know, Puerto Rico and D.C. a state for democracy. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Uh, now, he was asked about that statement on Fox News Sunday yesterday. Okay. So obviously, the, you know, that gets out there and you got to clean up your own mess. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Jim. What do you say to that? Nobody's saying the world is ended. You did the say there, though, end. it could be what? the end of the world. The, no. What do you mean, no? He literally These said people, it. man. Man. The end, the end of the world. Yeah. Okay. Just to make sure. Thanks. Democracy will be ended. Oh. The world will continue to exist. The world was here before Hitler. The world was here after Hitler. Hitler. That's what, what we're saying. No, the world will not end. This hyperbole is not a part of what we are saying here. We're talking about what kind of country we have and what kind of world we have. Okay, Congressman, just to be clear, though, I want to read your quote. It says, but losing this democracy could very well be the end of the world. That's a direct quote from you. End of the world? Come on. You said the end of the world. <laughs> I don't get it. I want to hear the whole thing again. But losing this democracy could very well be the end of the world. Oh, uh, no, that's not what I said. Stop it. Stop the hyperbole. What? Democracy will be ended. The world will continue to exist. But you just said something different. If you said, you know what, yeah. I want to clarify what I said, then that's fine. You know what's funny is they talk about losing democracy by exercising democracy. It, it's the craziest it thing. Make any Every sense. time they say it, yeah, I always say how? How by voting? Can you explain it? <laughs> I don't get it. It's just one of those statements that is supposed to scare people. Oh goodness, I will. If we don't want democracy, then we better vote for Jim. <laughs> what? Van, Van Camp's got to wait a couple of months for his garden to come in before the world ends. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I'm harvesting the soybeans this weekend. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, you know, I can say it again. This is why people hate politicians, oh, yeah. in my opinion. You know, the same old, same old. And then we had this happen over the weekend, and some Republicans upset David. Yeah, well, Donald Trump went out to campaign in Pennsylvania, and apparently he's pretty nervous about a presidential challenge coming from the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. He was, uh, during the rally, he was reading off poll numbers and pointed out Ron DeSantis, and he has a little nickname for him. Okay. Trump at 71, Ron DeSanctimonious at 10%. Mm. And then he went on to mention Mike Pence. Yeah. Saying, well, Mike's doing better than I thought. But what is getting the attention is Ron DeSanctimonious. Yeah. First gut reaction, Scott Robbins. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. That was really unnecessary. You don't have to do that. 
Can you elaborate any more? Just that? Well, or that, was I, that I, it? I just, I, I, it just disturbed me because I think Ron DeSantis has a great chance, a, a better chance than Donald Trump does of of being elected. Okay. And I just, I just heard it and went, oh gosh, dang it, we're taking shots at DeSantis now. Hmm. Really, Scott? Well, Doug, got it. David, first thought. That's Trump, man. I mean, I my my only critique is that the sanctimonious is pretty weak. That's just not, not that's not very good. It's no sloppy Steve or low energy Jeb or little Marco, yeah. Lion Ted, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of weak. But it doesn't I, really fit. Yeah, but I mean that. But that's Trump. And you know what? If if you know the word is that potentially he could be announcing his intentions to run again for president. Tonight at a rally in Ohio, he's stumping for J.D. Vance. Um, you know, if if Ron DeSantis decides to run against him, that's going to happen. You know, the the barbs are going to go back and forth. It just is. That's the reality. That's Trump. What did you think of the timing of it? Um, I think Ron DeSantis is safe enough. If he was really at risk of losing his reelection bid in Florida, mm-hmm. I think it would bother me more. But right now, nah. Who cares? I just it doesn't bother me that much. Yeah. What about you? Oh, I I thought it was BS. Total BS. It's like Don. Really? Right now? Yeah. As we're about to see this red wave and then there there's going to be some sort of infighting already. Listen, dude. You know, the way everything went down at the end. Okay? I it, sometimes I forget about this, but it all comes back to me when I see some BS like this, and then I get angry, and I'm like, you know what? You couldn't be disciplined that first debate, couldn't freaking do it, because the election would have been over in my eyes. I still believe that if he would have put on a good debate the first time around, did way better the second time, and then I think about the Georgia Senate seats. I mean, how much got done? Because of Georgia losing those Senate seats. Yeah, Yeah, don't vote. This is over. I'm frustrated. I'm taking all my toys and going home. Well, forget it. No, man. I just don't think you ever throw a teammate under the bus if they're on your team. Well, I understand. Those guys are going to probably, if they both run, they are going to be competitors. I get that. But the timing now, why? I don't know. And it's the same thing. It's like so many different people. Um, I was surprised, honestly, at how many Republicans were not just annoyed, like ticked off that it happened this way. They were all over online blasting Trump for that. And it's one of those things, I think. It's not that anyone would say, well, yeah, if he ends up winning the primary, it's not like I wouldn't vote for him. I'd still vote for him. But that's one of the things that Trump brings that a lot of people don't like. I mean, that's that's just a fact, you know. James, I mean, I'm here to help, not to hurt. Mm-hmm. Always going to call it out if you go knucklehead. That that was just completely unforced. I think it broke bad. Wait, what did Chip Roy from Texas say? Oh, leadership, not sanctimonious to protect kids. Yeah. Or Ron D said no to Fauci. <laughs> I've, I've brought that's that up. That's another a lot. angle. Yeah, that, that's where I I think that 
I've said it for months now that if Ron DeSantis were to run against Donald Trump in a Republican primary, I think he wins on that alone. Man, I'm looking at all these different. Some of these, I read some of them. I go deeper in this list of Republicans. Yes, he's undisciplined and narcissistic, which leads him to do horribly counterproductive things. I mean, yeah, undisciplined, yeah. Narcissistic, yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate everything he did. Uh, you know, I think he was great for the country. Do I think he would be better than Ron DeSantis? Well, it's the old phrase, you oh. can't get out of your own way. Yeah, dude. That was, <laughs> yeah. I just thought that sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, David, your Astros, you got to be happy. Your Astros are world champions. Yeah, I, I didn't even know until this morning. Yeah, I know. For those that don't know, the Astros fan that was David Van Camp is no more. No, no it's because Major League Baseball told me it hated me. Yeah. When they moved the All-Star game out of Atlanta. Screw Major League Baseball. I don't care anymore. And you're done. Yep. And you know what? We always said, okay, but what if they make the World Series and they didn't? You still didn't yeah. care. Uh, yeah, the last two World Series, I scraped together the pennies out of the couch cushions and went. Uh, this time, ah, didn't even cross my mind. I didn't even realize that they were in the World Series until you guys mentioned it. Wow. But here we are, and they won. But this does bring uh, back something that I know you're familiar with, and that is Mattress Mac. Oh, yeah, man. Big because time. you grew up in Houston, for those that don't know. Yeah, he, he is like a big-time local celebrity in Houston. He runs a mattress store, gallery furniture. Yes. Um, and does great things within the community. Remember in Hurricane Harvey, he was opening up his stores mm-hmm. to people who got flooded out of their homes. He's a very generous man, very smart businessman. He placed a huge bet. He does this uh, just to, I, I, well, make a little bit of money, but also uses it as a promotion. And I guess now he's broken a record. Dude, he bet $10 million on the Astros. And because they won, he pocketed a record $75 million. Damn. Caesar said it's the biggest check in sports betting history. So his classic, if the Astros win, you win promotion. He gives his winnings to give out massive deals to customers. That is on. Wow. Man, that is incredible. By the way, with that uh, Trump comment about DeSantis, hit up Robbins on Facebook. Let us know what you think of that. Be curious to know. Also, why Democrats are losing Hispanic voters. Very interesting. Straight ahead right now. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Jet Robbins. I'm laughing because I saw this story. Um, and it's not funny because you know how much inflation has affected people. Um, if you got a ton of dough, it's a pain in your neck, you know, and it's hurt you. But it's different when you're paycheck to paycheck and you're talking about food. I can't get enough food, for crying out loud. I'm having to, you know, go deeper and deeper into credit card debt just to put food on the table. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people in that situation, not always recognized by media. And I see this story of this dude, Cash Lewis, 31 years old in Denver, working multiple jobs, trying to find a third job due to rising inflation. Telling the Guardian, working six days a week, sometimes more than 16 hours per day just to pay the bills saying, I'm exhausted all the time. On the one day off I have a week, 
I donate plasma for extra money. I'm literally selling my blood to eat because I have no choice. Well, holy smokes. That lady's not alone, man. Yeah. Doesn't that person know that democracy's on the ballot, though? <laughs> yeah. Or abortion's on the yeah. ballot? That, and that stories like that are not all that uncommon. And that's why, to me, it is so freaking offensive to hear all these people in media, all these Democrats out there saying, yeah, I know things are bad, but inflation comes and goes. Okay. Well, here's the other thing that you have to remember. Nobody knew what inflation was until the Republicans right. pounced on yeah. it. Joy Reid told us this. You know that. The only people I ever heard here use the word inflation are journalists um, and economists, right? So that is not part of the normal lexicon of the way people talk. So it's interesting that Republicans are doing something they don't normally do, right? Which is not use the, com the common tongue, right? Not use just common English to sort of use do on their campaigns like they're doing with crime. Mm -hmm. But what they've done is they've taught people the word inflation, right? Yeah. Oh. Most people who would have never used that word ever in their lives are using it now because they've been taught it. Oh, gosh. So Miss Lewis. That gets dumber Denver, the more I hear it. Okay, yeah. The story we were talking about? Yeah. So she never, she didn't know anything about inflation until she was taught it. So forget that working multiple jobs and, yeah. well, selling her blood to eat, okay, and saying that, you know, a lot of her friends and family work multiple jobs as inflation makes nothing affordable and the roadblocks set up to keep people in the cycle of poverty and benefit the most wealthy members of society. Forget that. She was taught it. Meanwhile, Democrats are losing Hispanic voters. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. Well, the Atlantic has now finally caught up with why Democrats are losing Hispanic voters, and it has to do partially with that evil replacement theory backfiring. Oh. Think about it. We've heard about, well, if you, if you point out the Democrats won an open border in order to create a voting block for themselves, mm -hmm. you get called a neo-Nazi, racist, white supremacist, blah, blah, blah. Here's the jumping off point from the Atlantic liberal news outlet. Okay. The left has alienated America's fastest growing group of voters just when they were supposed to give the party a foolproof majority. They were just supposed to. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but it sounds racist. At the end of the day, it's it comes down to uh, they you know, the Democratic Party has gone all in on platitudes about uh, race and about uh -huh. uh, gender theory and all that. And also the immigration crisis, the migrant crisis at the border. That's yes. a big deal. Well, something else that Republicans are doing, they're making up the crime issue. We heard that over the weekend. <laughs> oh, sure. We'll get to that much more right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you, as always, for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the Sexy Boomer in the Sport Jacket, Scott Robbins. Okay, so Republicans' master stroke here of making up a crime issue that doesn't exist. Yeah, this was a simply astounding moment on CNN as New York Governor Kathy Hochul was being interviewed. Her Republican opponent... Lee Zeldin has been making up a ton of ground, mainly over the crime issue, and he very well could win. 
in the midterm tomorrow. Be wild. Uh, And on the screen now, I just want to paint the picture on CNN. Okay. You see the New York City crime rates comparing this October to October 2021. Now, murder was down 14%. That being said, you had a pretty historic spike last or uh, in 2021 yep. uh but rape was up 11 percent, robbery up 34 percent, felony assault up 14 and a half percent etc everything else was up so you've got that split screen going on yes as don lemon asked the governor of new york a question about crime okay what are democrats not getting about crime why are republicans winning on this whole crime issue that has been the thing that has fueled lee zeldin's campaign Hmm. Because they're being dishonest about it. They're not having a conversation about real solutions. What we have done is taken 8,000 illegal guns off the streets. Uh. We made sure that no 18-year-old can get their hands on an AR-15. Yeah, it's all those I still eight, have this cough. It was all those 18-year-olds with ARs that were you know, pushing okay. people in front of subway trains. Yeah. They're making it up. Mm-hmm. They have no plan. What are you talking about? No, when you're caught doing a crime, you have to be not only put in jail, but you have to stay there. You can't do cashless bail. You can't do just immediately, yep, let them right back out. Somebody that assaults someone and is out of jail three hours later or takes a machete or whatever it was to McDonald's and is out. (laughs) <laughs> to cause absolute chaos somewhere else. No, that dude needs to stay in jail. And we all know what the best way to stay out of jail is quit breaking the law. That would help. Easy. Very simple. Yes. Simple solution to this problem. There has to be law and, and order. And if you choose to break the law, then you get hammered. Not literally, sorry. Yeah. No, it's wow. a baton, not a hammer. Baton to the back of the head. Yeah. And then you go to jail. To send a message to everyone else who may be thinking like you do that maybe they shouldn't do that. This is not brain surgery, man. No. The idiocy of cashless bail, because somehow it's discrimination. It's it's crazy, man. Is insane. Don't, it, it, don't get thrown in jail, number one. It does not work. By the way, I wasn't even going to bring this up. You happen to bring it up um, when you mentioned the word hammer. Hammer time. Um, I haven't heard any more on the Paul Pelosi story since Friday. I was unplugged a little bit over the weekend, but it didn't seem like there was any huge update after no. NBC had a story and then spiked the story. It's it's kind of strange. Hammer time. Yeah I, yeah, I know. I don't even think they talked about it on Chuck Todd. Yeah, no, that, that that's one of the biggest indications that Either it didn't land as it intended, the story didn't land as it intended to say, oh, well, if you're voting for Republicans, then you're voting for hammer attacks against the spouses of political figures. Or because NBC News was actually right when they they reported on Friday that Paul Pelosi was not in the middle of a struggle with the assailant. In fact, when the cops showed up, he went back inside towards his assailant, and that's when he was hit in the head with a hammer. That's what NBC News reported on Friday, and then they scrubbed the report saying it didn't meet their journalistic standards. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, what a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Journalistic Sorry. standards. Every time I laugh, I'm going to cough. I apologize. Uh, well, yeah, man, but once it's out there, it's out there. I mean, we have it recorded. A lot of people had it recorded. NBC you know? News learning new details about yeah. the moment police arrived. Sources familiar with what unfolded oh. in the Pelosi residence now revealing when officers responded to the high-priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. Okay. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. Yeah. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home. Why? But instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. Why? It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured huh? or what his mental state was, say sources. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I know we already went over it. But man, just like that, and that story's gone. I mean, think about the president, his big speech last week that wasn't planned, but he had to. And part of the reason he had to is because his friend Paul Pelosi was attacked. That's what we were told. And all of a sudden, that story, gone. Yeah. Because the rest of the details will probably come out later this week after the votes are cast yeah. for the midterms. That's what I imagine is going to happen. And completely different story here. This is a wild one. Okay? Follow me for a second. But there's controversy in the Democratic Party. And this isn't a surprise to a lot of people that follow this stuff, because it seems that you have, you know, there's different voting blocks that make up the Democratic Party, but they don't agree on all these issues. Not even close. And to me, this is one of those examples. And I happen to see this story at Daily Wire. And the headline said the Democratic Party and congressmen hold a rally with anti-gay pastor to boost urban vote in toss-up house race. Uh-oh. Like, whoa, usually if you see the words anti-gay pastor, that is labeling them with a Republican candidate somewhere. They talked about the Bible saying uh, that is a sin, the LGBTQ lifestyle, whatever. But this is Democrats. And so this is in Flint. I know a lot of our friends in Michigan are familiar with this story. There is a toss-up race um, with a seat there. And, de- and Democrats are desperate to hold on to this seat for Congress. And so to rally urban Democrat turnout, the DNC Black Caucus and the Michigan Democratic Women's Caucus, this was this past Wednesday, held this rally at the Cathedral of Faith Church headlined by its bishop, Christopher E. Martin. Okay. So the candidate who is, what's that dude's name, Dan Kildee? Yes. He's like, yeah, man, we need all the help we can get. But the controversy came from a couple of months ago, and this is within, you know, Christian churches, different denominations. There's this decision whether or not you would allow a gay pastor. And, of course, a lot of churches are like, no, we we don't allow that. That's not biblical. And other more, quote, progressive churches, they allow it to happen. But this particular pastor in Michigan was preaching about some of the churches allowing gay pastors and was against it. And so the video goes viral, and then you have controversy. Got it? Mm -hmm. I got it. So you're like, well, what exactly did he say? Well, I'll play you part of what he said. You can't look. Y'all quit sitting here in church without the baptism in the Holy Ghost. 
Because if you got the Holy Ghost, you can tell that some of these preachers y'all listening to are gay. They just fired one from a church around here the other day. I said they should have never hired him. He's gay. They should have voted him out. He's been gay. Oh, you say in the past. Yeah. Not, not the ointment that you I would put on. I thought he said Ben Gay. But. Yes, he did. Okay. <laughs> said he, he has yeah. been meeting homosexual, right. yes, and, and has been and still is, right. basically, and the, he should have been hired to be the pastor. Yeah. Now, it, you know, a lot of churches, that's not exactly controversial because of what the Bible teaches. Mm-hmm. But in politics, in the Democratic Party, yeah. that is really freaking controversial. Oh, yeah. And he went on. He was gay when they hired him. He was gay when y'all fired him. Went in there ripping TVs off the wall, having a little girl, a little tantrum. Oh, you can't say that. The Democratic Party. <laughs> ripping the what? What did he say? Little ripping girls. the TV off the wall, having, I think he said, a little girl tantrum. Yeah, a little girl oh, tantrum, gotcha. I believe. Okay. I don't know why he would rip the TVs off the wall, maybe when he got fired. I don't know. Off the wall, having a little girl, a little tantrum. These folks gay. This ain't no time to be playing like this over the Lord's people. Sitting up under these folks who would look, a man. Yes. Yeah. A man pastoring you ought to be married to a woman. There ought to be a first lady somewhere. If not, he might have a first gentleman. Okay. So when well. you hear that, what do you think? I. <laughs> Well, I think that I haven't heard. It takes me by surprise that I hear that. <laughs> I'm almost at a total loss for words that I just heard that. That is something I don't recall ever hearing from the pulpit. Well, I don't think since when like you were going the to church, the early was, 70s, maybe, that it was that big of an issue. No, no, it wasn't. No, not as a child, anyway. Holy cow, dude. But from the way I understand it, I mean, in, you know, many churches, no, they would say, no, you know, we we have rules about how our church should be run, and it's by biblical values. And the congressman okay. held the rally with him probably because he was going to gonna help with the help black, with vote. The black he's, vote. He's a yes. big deal in the area. Yeah. He's one of the big leaders. And I think they could tell him, hey, could you tone down that? I don't think he's going to do it. No, he's not going to do it. We cannot have perversion <laughs> over the people. Pastor, you mean. I'm not mean. I'm telling you, I'm trying to show you life. Even if the people in the pews are suffering or struggling with that spirit, pray them through. You ain't got no business up here dealing with it. How are you going to preach to them and you got it? Oh, we trying to get people out of what they're in. We're trying to love them out of what they're in. If you're in it, you can't love nobody out of it. You're going to tell them to stay in it. And you're going to let that spirit of perversion be all through the church. But you have, again, pastor preaching what he believes. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Well, you do notice it, that. We want to help the Democratic vote here. You do notice that you don't hear uh, a lot of the pregnant people talk during the Souls to the Polls events. No. When the strategy is is going after voters who are in predominantly uh-huh. black churches, AME churches, Southern Baptist, what have you, yeah, you don't you don't mm-hmm. hear a whole lot about pregnant people or menstruating persons or one of my favorite terms from the woke left, front hole havers. Oh, you don't yeah. you don't hear That's that a, a lot. No, still sounds nope. like something you use for excavation. <laughs> <laughs>
No, you knew don't. from Caterpillar. Caterpillar. The front hole haver. <laughs> the thing is, man, that happened in the summertime. Mm-hmm. He still invited that yeah. guy to come speak at that rally because he needs the vote. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but some people from the LGBTQ community are like, what, what? How could you have that guy come speak? Oh, yeah. Very interesting. Okay. Pandering. Hold on. Who said that? I thought that was one of the hotter takes of the day. You're talking about a, a mom's going to be gang raped in front of you Dude. because of climate change? Dude. What is that? Okay, the green weenie people are absolutely insane, especially in the U.K., uh, Roger Hallam is one of these dudes behind the group called Just Stop Oil. These are the people who like to glue themselves to things oh, to protest fossil fuels. I think one of those groups was also responsible for putting paint on, I don't remember if it was the Monet or whatever uh, yeah. piece of art. Because oh, uh, there are a couple of different groups that do this. But Just Stop Oil is one of the big ones. Okay. Uh, and here is his message about societal collapse that will happen from climate change unless we just stop oil. So what will happen is episodes where someone, a gang of young men, come into your house, they take your girlfriend, they take your mother, they put her onto the table, and they gang rape her in front of you. And then after that, they take a hot stick and they poke out your eyes and they blind you. That's the reality. (laughs) What? Whoa. (laughs) What? That's that's Holy the re- cow. That's the first one. I, I I first time for me. I've never heard anybody talking about that in connection with climate change. But all right, if we don't go green, that's happening yeah. to our ladies and moms, right. and they're gonna poke your eyes and, out. And the and yeah, and then the irony of it is they talk about societal collapse as a result of climate change, dude. What the hell do you think would happen uh, with society if you just stopped oil all of a sudden? You're yes. talking about mass starvation. There's no food. And death. Yeah. You can't stay warm. You'll do whatever you can to stay alive. That would cause it a lot quicker than the other. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, that would wow. say lost your mind. Poking your eyes out with hot metal sticks. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's raped. Because of You know what I mean, yeah? No, I don't, actually. I don't know what you mean. Okay. Disinformation. Twitter. The liberal take will make you laugh. Straight ahead. (laughs) All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, you used to be able to trust Twitter. Okay, you, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get accurate information there all the time, twenty four seven. But not anymore because it, Elon Musk. Yeah. Doesn't this get down to what Van Camp has been saying for a while? They're just chasing Twitter. Yes. I mean, there's no, <laughs> within newsrooms all over the country. Mm-hmm. So Elon Musk took over Twitter. Liberals are melting down. And one of the sticking points is now is that Elon wants to charge $8 a month for the little blue check verification badge mm-hmm. on Twitter yes. accounts. Uh, and even though some, even though the terms of service from Twitter, or terms of service, I should say, from Twitter expressly forbid you from impersonating someone else, this is evidently a threat to democracy. Like... <laughs> 
Well, if you have to pay for the verification, then no one's verified. (laughs) Here's NBC's Ben Collins, one of the chief bedwetters on this issue. Okay. These people have lost their jobs, and this is what they're worried about right now. They've cut the moderation staff so severely that there's no way they're going to catch up in time to these lies. Wow. So using Twitter as a trustworthy source of information on Tuesday is going to be a nightmare. Wait a second, because the, the people got fired? Yeah. Did he watch the video of the person going through a day's work at Twitter? Yeah. I think they could survive. That's what people inside of Twitter or people who just got laid off, some people who are still there, are warning about. Because they go and talk to Elon, who is deeply out of his depth, objectively. Oh, really? Wow. And they don't know what's going to happen next week during the United <laughs> States elections. Um, we're going to see what happens. I. I'm, I don't mean to sound the alarm quite so severely here, but this could be really bad. Nothing has changed, actually. Nothing has changed. No. It's just bedwetting and freaking out. You know what it's like. <laughs> yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. I have very sad and serious news to pass along to you. Uh-oh. It's the end of an era. Hmm. <clears throat> Try to get through this without crying. <laughs> okay. Whoopi Goldberg yeah. is quitting Twitter. <laughs> she broke the news just moments ago. Oh, because gosh. Elon Musk, that's <laughs> what her feelings. Here we, here, here's, here's Whoopi today. Oh, I, I'm getting off. I'm yeah. getting off today because I just feel like, you know, it's it's so messy, yeah. and I, I I'm tired of now having had certain kinds of attitudes blocked, and now they're back on. Yeah. And I just I'm gonna get out. And if it settles down and I feel more comfortable, yeah. maybe I'll come back. But as of tonight, I'm done. The wild mm. part. The wild part well, is that like the content moderation stuff hasn't changed. No, it hasn't. The verification stuff has not changed. Yeah, but some people have been able to say groomers and things like that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> What a strong leader Whoopi is. I don't like these differing opinions where my arguments can't hold water. I don't like it. I'm done. The best part, man, is there's some new startup or whatever it's called, Mastodon, that is supposed From to be... From the band? No. It's it's like it's no. another Twitter ripoff. Got it. And it's, it's very much like the familiar story that we've seen with something like Parlor, Truth Social... You know, mm-hmm. you get this, like, surge in sign-ups, and then nobody cares because it doesn't work that well. And that's what's happening with Mastodon as well. Well, that's They'll sad, They'll all be too. back to Twitter. Well, yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> 
By the way, just, just some to get this out of the way. Thing. Yeah, okay. A lot of sad ladies out there on Twitter right now, and oh, yeah. sad ladies in media. Nicole Wallace, she's sad. She looks sad a lot. Dude, I don't know she what she's feeling born inside. Sad. <laughs> she hasn't smiled since Carter was president. <laughs> These are the unhappiest, most miserable people on the planet. Yeah. It's a dark day. Every day's doom. <laughs> They're well, ridiculous ex- people. Except when Biden won. Then it was tears of joy. Yes. Well, For the likes of her and Don Lemon and Van Jones. Mm-hmm. All the masculine ones. What is she upset about today? Uh, she says that Republicans are pretty much making up the crime issue. What? As we head into the midterms. Because they don't have a real plan. They're just whining about crime. Hold on. She does, though, admit that crime is an issue. Yeah. Well, no. no, well, oh, we'll just run the audio. Go ahead. And bashing Democrats about, um, I don't know, what else are they mad about? Crime doesn't mean they're running. I mean, I haven't seen a Republican campaign rooted in ending crime. I worked in Republican politics in the 90s when they were. They were they were Republicans, and you can hate all the policies. They were running on mandatory sentencing. They were they were running on anti, no Republicans running on anti-crime policies. <laughs> what? What races have you been watching, man? No kidding. Because there are a ton, especially at the state level and local level, a ton of Republicans who are running with specifics in mind, namely bringing back some of those things like mandatory sentencing and making sure that we end cashless bail. That's That's been pretty much a bread and butter thing yep. for Republican candidates all over the country. Who knows, man? I, I get tired of saying the same thing. All I can think is you're still in the bubble. You said you needed to get out of the bubble early in 2017, late in 2016. You never got out of it. You're still in the bubble. You're clueless. I'm here to help, not to hurt. Jeez. <laughs> he whiz, man. Now, what was Biden saying over the weekend? He had some gaffes. Of course he did because he went out and spoke. Yeah, well, uh, he hit the campaign trail this weekend and tried to say that the economy's going great. Now, he, he's trying to lean on those job numbers, uh, not real wages or anything else that show the opposite of what he's trying to convey, uh, that the economy is not going great. A lot of people struggling right now. People are losing money constantly because of inflation. Uh, now, he got mad because someone called it a Goldilocks report, which means it, it wasn't great, but not bad either. That's, that's pretty much what that means. Okay. Here's Joe. By the way, New York Times media reports is called, they call the report the Goldilocks report. I have, a, I have my shotgun waiting for the wolf. <laughs> Look. That one didn't quite land for him. No, no, well, because it doesn't make any sense. No. There's no wolf in Goldilocks and the three bears. Well, you knew there was somebody bad, and he's got a shotgun for him. <laughs> well, I thought we were supposed to be ending gun violence. Well, except for any kind of violence, except if he wants to go behind the gym and mm-hmm. beat somebody right. up or get out a shotgun, yeah. then it's okay. Mm. Then it's uh, a completely different thing. I like the courtesy laugh that the crowd gives, gives him. It, exactly. I don't like, comfortable uh, sort it's of. Like, it's like, okay, when, Grandpa's telling that same story from 1948 again, and he just farted, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But let's just laugh. I actually thought he nailed it in the first like half second to second of this talk there. Really? I did, yeah. If we could roll that just part again. <laughs> yeah, right there. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> just quit right there.
Would have been better off. Oh, what else did he say? It was oh, yeah. something I saw, and I actually saw this. I saw this, too. I don't know if it's more visual or not. That, well, uh, he did a rally in New York, and he got a little tripped up, literally speaking, while talking uh, about prescription drug prices. He was kind of wandering away from the podium, and he looked like he was about to fall. Yeah. And then he just sort of starts mumbling about something that's black. Well, he jumped back almost, kind yeah. of startled. Okay, what I thought was happening, and this could be wrong, he tripped over a cord. That's what I thought. I thought he saw a snake. <laughs> but this is how it yeah. went. By the way, no, that's the shotgun one again. <laughs> no, this say, one. Wow. no matter what their cost, 2, 10, 12, 15, oops, stepping on a, there's a, it's black. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what the cost, and some cancer drugs cost as much as that, they're never going to have to make more than $2,000. Maybe he thought it was a snake, <laughs> but it was a cord. I don't know, but I, he was startled. and maybe, it's, a, um, it's black. There's, there's hints of racism there. It well, was. Yeah, Does obviously. that mean black is bad? He's 2, black. 10, 12, 15. Oops, stepping on a, there's a It's black. Anyway. Yeah, I yeah. think. He saw a shadow, thought it was a black guy, and said, oh, no, it's Corn Pop. Come back from the grave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, just an odd thing. It's black. What? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. I don't. That's why I thought it was like one of those garden snakes that he saw. It could be. And it scared him. Not quite sure. And it was like it seemed like a little step down there. Yeah. And he um, wasn't expecting that either. Speaking of black, mm -hmm. this is something really bad with misinformation that's going on. It's, it's a bad deal that's happening right now. Oh, my god! And it's god. affecting Stacey Abrams in oh, Georgia. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, she was ripped off before uh, running for governor. It was rightfully hers because mm -hmm. that's what she said. And now she's afraid she's going to lose it again. Um, and part of it is because of all the disinformation coming toward black men. Okay. Now, I don't know exactly what disinformation we're talking about. I don't know if you ever, you know, solved that caper, David. But she says that it is an issue. Okay. Hmm. That somehow black men are getting disinformation. I'm not quite sure exactly how or why, but it's affecting the vote. And that's why she may lose this election. Okay, now if you want to hear her say this, I oh, have sure. it for you if you want. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. And I do not believe it's because of a deep well of enthusiasm for my opponent. We know that black voters are often discounted. And unfortunately, this year, black men have been a very targeted population for misinformation. Not misinformation about what they want, but about why they want what they deserve. And my campaign has been the only one that has very intentionally, thoughtfully, and consistently reached out. That has been misconstrued as concern when it indeed is just respect. What is she talking about? I don't know. I was hoping that David, with his vast news background, could enlighten us because it sounded like, in your words, Scott, McGurkin. Words put it together was. that mean nothing. Or yeah. it, what you're saying is misinformation is fed to these dumb guys and they just believe it. Because they can't, they can't think for themselves. A lot of people took it that way. Yes. Well, like, how, how, how was I supposed to? I don't know. Yeah, that, that sounded like a nicer version of what Maxine Waters said ahead of the 2020 election about black men who were uh, in larger numbers than 2016 turning out to vote for Donald Trump. And she said, I'll never forgive black men for voting for Donald Trump. 
uh, and basically said they're too stupid to know what's good for them. Which is a horrific thing to say. I mean. Oh, yes, it is a horrific thing to say. That's just. What? She's stunningly bad at this. She really is. You know, I, 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 yes. think, I think the silver lining here with this, because I know everybody's ready for this thing to just be over. Let's just yep. see what it is, what happens, how much ground do Republicans make up. Uh, you know, I, everybody's just kind of ready for this to be over. But to me, win, lose, or draw, the benefit is it's very clear that Stacey Abrams and Beto O'Rourke are done as politicians. They should be. They have Democrats have poured hundreds of millions of dollars into those campaigns, and they've never led in polling once. They've done it before. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say to it. No. I, I couldn't believe they were going again. It's like, you're going to get beat again. But there it goes. Bette Midler, she's still fighting the good fight. I don't know if you saw the Bette Midler story. She... <laughs> She doesn't understand MAGA women. I'll tell you that. She doesn't know any. She doesn't know anybody that doesn't think like her. Did you see this story? Yeah. What she actually tweeted out? Yeah, terrible. Okay. Um, She is comparing (laughs) MAGA women saying, hey, if you want to, you know, live in a country run by men and religious people, basically move to Iran. That's offensive to a lot of people. Well, sure it is. Did you see all the people that uh, came back at her on Twitter and what they were saying about her? Rightfully so. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, there's there's a nice little list. You'll, you'll want to hear these nice comebacks toward Pat. Ah. It's pretty good. Um, the Department of Justice is considering appointing a special counsel to investigate Trump. Uh, okay. And you won't believe the reason why a bunch of kids have to retake the SAT test. Got to hear that story straight ahead right here. Yep. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Bette Midler with a message for you MAGA women. Hey, MAGA women, if you want a country run by men and religion, move to Iran. Oh. Insanity. That didn't go over well. Heard a lot back, like Malinka saying, we Republican women celebrate and respect women. We stand for women and girls, not for biological males competing in girls' sports, reducing women to birthing people, menstruating people. Or parent half, or making a mockery of womanhood via degrading drag shows. We're proud mamas. Uh, one lady said, as an Iranian woman, I'd appreciate it if you stopped using us to prove a point. We're literally fighting for our lives here, trying to liberate ourselves. Why you think it's okay to use us as a gotcha moment? That's not very feminist of you. Ooh, goodness, bad again. You are Islamophobic, aren't you? How long before you delete and apologize this time? I don't know how it's Islamophobic, but... And then, uh, this is the last one I'll give you. Imagining, imagine posting a take like this about a country that literally stones women to death and cuts their bleeps off. Hmm. 
Beth thinks it's okay to minimize the hell those women endure in order to uh, to legitimize the imagined struggles of women here. Her ignorance is as palpable as it is disgusting. Yep. Yep. I want to get out of that bubble, Matt. Hold on a gas. Jeez. You used to love Bette Midler. I never used to love Bette Midler. Well, you, you played saw her. Wind Beneath My Wings. You played it and loved it. You loved her at one time, I thought. I what? played Wind Beneath My Wings because I was in Top 40 radio. But you also loved her. She was like one of your favorites, I thought. She was never one of my didn't, favorites. I, but then I misremembered. Sorry, golly. Didn't God. you sit front row at a couple of her shows? No, I did not. That is a... Who are we mistaking her for? Janet Jackson, maybe? No. Whitney Houston, maybe? No. Mm. Well, it wasn't Bette Midler. Okay. I, I have a clear memory of you describing a time when you... It was like the only time you really waited in line for tickets. And it for was... Bette Midler? Yeah. Are you insane? <laughs> That's, I just I just You're remember insane. That. Well, you had it was a bad dream you had. I'm like twice, it was like the only time you waited in line for tickets after you got in yeah. the radio because usually you got that stuff I, for free. I waited in line for Bet Midler. No, yeah. I never said that. I never. Okay, said that. all right. Never said that her uh, gown was just awe inspiring. Department of Justice. Only after you told me they played her in the bathhouse. <laughs> okay. They was. <laughs> We're moving on. Department that of Justice escalated quickly. <laughs> Golly. Well, God damn it, you guys. Honestly, I thought you liked Bette Midler. You did and not think that. I did. That. I thought okay. you thought she was right. like a really decent oh, singer gosh. and liked her. And I, I'm not saying you've liked her for years, but I thought at one point in time you did. Yeah, I got the box set at home. <laughs> Dude, are you sitting I here played, telling me? I played her songs because she had hits. Okay. Was it Cher? David likes Cher. David likes Cher. Oh, yeah. You didn't I saw like her Cher, but you like Whitney yeah. Houston and you like Janet Jackson. Well, there was somebody else. I had too. a daughter that age that would love to go to those concerts. But so you liked them too at the time. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm okay. We don't have to spend time on the show about it. I don't. Yeah. Golly. I have a wide, wide swath of music I like, but that's cool. Bette Midler isn't one of them. Fair enough, man. Sorry. I don't want to get you angry on them. Gosh, dang. I'll I'll take the bullet for Whitney and Mariah and <laughs> Janet Jackson, but not never for Bette Midler. Department of Justice looking at appointing yet another special counsel to investigate Trump. Yes, I'm already worn out on this story. Right? I, I, yeah. Apparently, they're going to be looking into it, like to combine a couple of different investigate the January sixth committee and uh, all the other stuff. And I don't know. They're also going to be investigating whether or not Scott went to Bette Midler shows. <laughs> So, <laughs> CNN Sarah Murray on Scott Robbins. Obviously, though, a big consideration in this is Donald Trump. Is that his past love of Whitney Houston? <laughs> <laughs> and that's part of it, God yes. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Biggest story of the day, David, would be what? That heading into the midterms, uh, Joe Biden spent the last couple days not once but twice saying, hey, we're going to shut down fossil fuel production in this country. Isn't that incredible? It's a winning message, isn't it? He's like, he's like, yeah, we haven't done anything to slow down oil or coal or whatever, but but we are doing that. Well, dude, he just says things that he thinks top of mind. Some of them make no sense. Some of the things are in the future he's just not supposed to say yet. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it's gone yeah. with him for a long time. You know, I don't know what else to say about it. Shut down coal, says Biden. That much more coming up.
Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so Biden slipped up again over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> That's redundant. Well, we kept hearing he was going to get shut down. Like, no one wanted him out campaigning. Yeah. Well, the only campaigns in places that are deep blue. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, he was still stepping in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and this time it's because he accidentally told the truth that when it comes to energy production in America, he wants to make sure that fossil fuels don't get produced in this country. Uh, during a campaign stop in California, he said, yeah, by the way, uh, coal, <laughs> that's all gone. Yeah. It's going to become a wind generation. And all they're doing is you're going to save them a hell of a lot of money and using the same transmission line they transmitted the coal-fired electric on. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America and having wind and solar. It's an incredible skill to oh, make boy. the complex seem simple. Fired electric on. Yeah. You know. Coal fire electric on? Yeah. Coal yeah. fired electric on. Electric yeah. on or electric on? Electric on, I, I think. think. I think he was just watching Transformers and he had Decepticons on the brain. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> hmm. Now I need to hear it back one more time. Coal-fired electric on. Yeah. Coal-fire electric, electric on. on. The new <laughs> album. Remember when David Lee Roth used to say when I wrote lyrics for Van Halen, sometimes I was just going for words that sounded good together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coal-fired electric on. Coal-fire electric on. New. <laughs> yeah, sure it works. <laughs> Makes no sense to anybody, but it sounds cool. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to other things. Oh, real quick, I mentioned this uh, earlier. A <laughs> bunch of kids in El Paso, high school students, took the SAT on October 27th. Dozens of them will have to take it again because oh. their test got lost in the mail. Mm. So the school mailed them out last Saturday to be scanned, but they fell off a UPS truck shortly after it picked them up. Sounds like maybe the driver hadn't closed the back door or something. I used to pray for this every time. <laughs> no, and this is uh, another example of why we definitely need universal mail-in voting. Absolutely. What could go wrong? Nothing could go wrong. No, man. It's cool. Yeah, occasionally someone forgets to, I don't know, close the back of their truck. But <laughs> So two of the students happened to see the test blowing around on the road while they were driving, <laughs> and they got it on video. Oh, gosh. <laughs> UPS issued an apology, said they've been working with the school to recover as many tests as possible. Uh, But when this story was published, 55 test sheets still missing. So all of those kids have to retake the SAT Uh, next month. Jeez. Once they take the corn out of the fields, they'll find them all. But yes. Yeah. Just remember the answer to everything. Coal-fired electric on. (laughs) Right. Coal-fired electric on. Like a nightclub, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, you'll be all right. Okay, other things out there. You know, we were talking about Stacey Abrams in Georgia earlier, and she's saying it's misinformation uh, getting to black males, and that might do her in this time around as governor. She loses to Brian Kemp. Um, So she's not alone in that, okay? Because one of Biden's advisors now... Is yeah. Keisha Lance Bottoms. Oh, well. Remember her? Another person with a winning track record, yes. Yeah, former mm-hmm. mayor of Atlanta. Right. And so 
Keisha Lance Rock Bottoms was on with Jonathan Capehart, MSNBC, talking about, well, this entire story, which is remarkable. I mean, did you know disinformation is getting piped into NBA games? Um, what? <laughs> what? Do you, hang on, piped into like over the PA? Well, I'll let I'll I'll just okay, the back well, and forth. It's like thirty seconds. Okay, right, okay. so okay. this will give you like pretty much the whole content. Text. Mayor Bottoms, I picked up on that because I'm just wondering, her, Stacey Abrams' focus on the misinformation that's being targeted at black men. And it makes me wonder, is she not getting the black support she needs in her race against Brian Kemp? <laughs> well, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> oh, no. That's why she said they're getting too much misinformation. That's what could do me in. Oh. Listen, Jonathan, I, I think that Stacey is spot on with that. I listen uh, as my kids watch NBA highlights and whatever else they watch on YouTube. I hear the misinformation being piped in. My 12-year-old, my 14-year-old son, my 20-year-old is getting it. So there is definitely um, a target toward African-American men. Um, can we... Yeah. Figure out what she's talking about. I have no idea. Uh, Miss Miss Bottoms is is the uh, is the is the misinformation in the room with us right now. I don't know. She sounds like a schizophrenic. Yes, e- explaining things that she hears in her head. These are Atlanta Hawks games or the NBA in general, or I guess it's like on YouTube. But is she talking about targeted ads? Maybe. Which are, I don't know. Hmm. No, I know. Or she talked like, about the PA guy. You can barely hear him over the crowd. Vote for the elephant. Vote for the elephant. <laughs> <laughs> and LeBron James sinks a three. You yeah. sent me. Oh. I'm, I'm not sure, man. I, I don't know exactly what that meant. Mm-hmm. Now, unless you're talking about YouTube TV, it sounds like just watching games on YouTube. So that would be like highlight stuff. Yeah, highlights. Know? They yeah. always put highlights in. Right. So and I know that a lot of younger dudes just watch highlights. They don't watch full games, if you look at the stats on that. I assume that's what she's talking about. So that would be then targeted ads. Yeah. But then again, when someone says misinformation, I don't know if you catch yourself doing this. I'll just admit I do. I'm like, I wonder what it could be. Mm-hmm. Then you ask yourself the question, Someone like Keisha Lance Bottoms or even Jonathan Capehart at MSNBC. What do they consider misinformation? Anything they don't agree with. Correct. Yeah. So it may be, in their mind, misinformation. Mm -hmm. But who knows exactly what they're talking about. But they didn't exactly sell it very well because we don't know what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if I'm missing something there, please let me know. But I, I don't think so. It's just take our word for it. It's misinformation. Yeah. Vote for Stacey Abrams. <laughs> Duh. Okay. Uh, something that we mentioned a little bit earlier, and if you hadn't heard this already, former President Trump called Ron DeSantis by a new name. Yeah, during a rally weekend. in uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, he was looking at different poll numbers uh, when it comes to, I guess it's who do they who do Republicans want to be the GOP nominee in 2024 yes yeah yep and this is what he said trump at 71 ron de sanctimonious at 10 percent. called him de sanctimonious yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, boy and i mentioned when we talked about it earlier that there was a lot of blowback online yeah 
from conservatives. They didn't like it at all. Well, you and I just mentioned, too. Yeah. hey, just curious what you think about it. Hit Robbins up on Facebook, and several people did. Yeah, and so all of them are in agreement that that was uncalled for and it was dumb. And Everybody? Yeah, every, everybody, 100% thus far. Wow. Yeah, 100% of the response we got, and we got quite a few. Can you read any of the comments? Uh, yeah, yeah. Give me a second I'd be here. curious to know. I can do that. I mean, I mentioned, I'm like, really, dude? I understand that if there's going to be a primary, that's the way Trump operates. Yeah. It, the timing, man. Before the midterms? Why? Well, I, I mean... DeSantis has done a great job. Yeah, that, that's just who Trump is, and I think it, it probably is true. I mean, the word is, at least, that he's going to be announcing tonight during a rally with J.D. Vance in well, Ohio. Hold on, man. I thought it was the 14th. That's what that's what initially the sources were saying. But I, I think probably Trump can't help but go ahead and declare if he does tonight. I wonder if it's not a head fake that that's what I think. you know, you're sort of putting out the rumors there. I know Matt Gates has tweeted that he should uh uh announce tonight that he's running for president again. Uh I wonder if it's just not really aimed at getting as many media members there as possible in a crucial Senate race. Uh, that is Ohio, just to try to pump up J.D. Vance a little bit more. I don't know. I, I also don't know that Donald Trump <laughs> uh, actually thinks that strategically. He may no, be I... ready to go, ready to roll, ready to just say, okay, to hell with it. I'm going to announce that I'm running for president to try to clear the field. Clearly, he is a little bit worried about Ron DeSantis as the main threat against him if he were to run and if Ron DeSantis decided to challenge him. Okay, Scott, what are some of the comments? Uh, from uh, our listeners, Andy. Andy says, completely uncalled for. Trump did a lot of great things that were wa- that we are all aware of. He did nothing because of his mouth. And here we are, worse than with the big O, in ruining stuff like Christians. Republicans need to stick together and lift each other up, or everything, will be- everything we believe in will be wiped away. Hmm. Yeah, what else? Uh, hang on. This is not a... How long does it take to run that Facebook machine? If Trump goes on offense against DeSantis, I don't think I could support him, says Lyndon, who just checked in. Hmm. Uh, Johnny says, as much as I love Trump and what he did for the establishment, I think for sanity's sake and for a little more peace and cooperation in our government, DeSantis might be the better choice. It sucks that Trump said that he's dissing DeSantis because I really respect that guy. And by that guy, I mean DeSantis. Yeah. Yeah. That's the overall vibe from everybody. Yeah, there's a big difference between, like, what happened in 2015 versus what is transpiring now. And I think a lot of it has to do with the response to the pandemic among different governors. Because, you know, and we talked about this at the time, Jamie. um, You know, you go after you, you know, Trump goes after Ted Cruz. And Mm -hmm. a lot of conservatives hated that. We had fun with it on the show because that's what we do. And yeah. we got a lot of hate mail for that. Oh, yeah. How dare you make fun of Ted or whatever? And it's like, well, look, this is just kind of part of it. They're going back and forth trying to be the nominee. Um, but there is. And a- to be fair, man, I don't I don't want to split hairs too much. Part of the reason Ted, to me at that time, got himself in some deep trouble because he wasn't who he appeared to be. Mm-hmm. When the whole tithing story came out, I was like, really, Ted? Really? And Ted's unlikable. Yeah. But, Ted's likable as a senator. As a presidential candidate, he's not that likable. Right. And, and and so you did have a section of the Republican Party that was really ticked off, but not all. Yeah. And I, w- I don't even know if it was. Well, obviously, it wasn't the majority. 
Um, whereas in this case, you've got uh, a lot of problems going on in this country all simultaneously. And Ron DeSantis stood out as a real star, not just because he could, he could spin a good line, but because he actually governed in an effective way. While everybody and he else took was, on coming right. with so many different things. While everybody All else, the LGBTQ stuff? Right. While Disney? Every, yeah. And while everybody else was running for the hills, he actually mm-hmm. governed and did it. And yes, so I think did. that's why it's different, because a lot of conservatives don't have the same kind of uh, skeptical view of Ron DeSantis as they did with, you know, whether it's, you know, <laughs> John Kasich or right. Ted Cruz right. or Marco Rubio. Everybody's pretty good with what Ron DeSantis has done in Florida. Kind of want to close with this take. This is very similar to what you said, Mark Lee, earlier. Uh, from our friend Tally, said Trump's nickname for DeSantis is tacky, but typical of Trump. That's why people don't want him anymore. If he would just cool it with the name calling, he might have a better shot. Yeah, it, like I think we said for a long time, hey, man, with the Trump ride, you just got to try to enjoy it. You take the good with the bad. And there was a lot of good, but he would step in and he'd be like, dude, what are you doing? Right. Okay, and that's one of the things people have talked about DeSantis over a few years. It's all the great from Trump, but none of the extra baggage. So you would think Trump would say, okay, I'm going to have to lose some of this baggage, but I don't didn't see it over this weekend. Mm-mm. Something like that. So very. Oh, we'll see. We'll follow it closely. Kid Rock, he is also very much consistent. Oh, oh yeah. Well. He hears Oprah is endorsing Fetterman, uh-huh. and he mentions, wait a second. She's good friends with Dr. Oz. And now, Fetterman? Really? Right. She's a fraud. Just called her right out. <laughs> She's a fraud. Kid Rock always entertains me. Well, you know, and, and the thing is, the, the only question you have is, and that was a great one, Oprah, would you let Fetterman run your company? You know damn good well you wouldn't. There's no way. No way. But you endorse him to be a senator. Right. Okay. So that's always a great question to ask. Apparently, trans people are facing harassment at the polls. Is that true? All right, we'll get into that much more. Coming up right in. All right. The Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Somebody facing harassment at the polls, David? Uh, Yeah, of course. Uh, NBC News is going all in on the new Victimhood Olympics event that, you know, trans people are victimized by voter ID laws. Hmm. Uh, The jumping off point here uh, in their coverage is a survey that claims 25% of trans people face verbal harassment while voting. Because, well, you don't look like you're what you are in person based on what you have listed on your ID. But overall, based on uh, numbers from, and now I can't remember what the organization was, when you're talking about 25% of that population, you're talking about less than 0.1% of the population of the United States. Are you saying those it, people don't matter? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that it's probably not too much to ask to not wear a costume one day out of the year. And then you'll be fine. Tapeful rhetoric. Well, sorry. The truth hurts sometimes. NBC News brought on some activists from the ACLU to talk mm-hmm. about it, though. Boy. <laughs> Do you just bring this in for Robin? Yes. <laughs> Roll it. Even if ID is required, mm-hmm. even if you live in one of those states, 
you do not need to look exactly like what's on your identification. Well, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Well, hold on, man. What, what are they talking about? Well, as a dude, you used to have long hair. Yeah. And then you got your hair cut. Yeah. So you look like the same dude. No. Well, you still look the same in the face. I'm bald. Yeah. But if I put lipstick on you and, you know, did your eye makeup and all up that, it might look different. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's why it's an identification. That's why it's an ID. Well, I think to David's point, just lay off the eye makeup and the lipstick for a day. Right. Okay. They can't say, well, your identification says man, and, and you don't look like a man to me. That is the type of harassment that trans people harassment. are likely harassment. to experience at the polls. Can't you wear a unisex outfit for a day? Right. Is there any example of this happening anywhere? No, it's all based on a survey. I mean, but again, I, mean that, I don't, okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it, vote by mail, figure out something else. I'm sorry, but it's crazy to me that they're trying to now turn it into voter ID is transphobic. Golly, there's still more yet. That is completely impermissible, and you should know the law. You cannot be turned away because you don't look like what a poll worker thinks a man or a woman should look like. You have resources. (laughs) You absolutely do. And this is what they're going to say. We lost the midterm because people were facing harassment at the poll. Right. I was going to put on kiss makeup tomorrow, too. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Of course, the midterms tomorrow, a lot of desperation in the air. It's looking like a red wave. But, you know, they didn't stop the last second campaigning, the Hail Marys. Mm -hmm. People knew Big O would be out there, Barack Obama. Joe Biden, a little bit of a surprise, but he was out there. And he talked a lot about investing, David. Yeah, he did. Uh, He's been busy on the campaign trail trying to tout wins ahead of the midterm elections. And it's hard to tout wins when there really aren't any wins. Mm, Nope. But he's he's trying, so it didn't go well. I'll just leave it at that, and leave, and we can hear the clip. Okay. I was just thinking, it's like a band that sold 40,000 records that's going to go out and play all their hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't have any. In medley form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Joe. I was just in Syracuse, New York, where I went to law school. And the company called Micron is investing $100 billion dollars to manufacture chips, the biggest investment of its kind ever in America, in American history, $100 billion. Before that, I was in down in, in, uh, in a little further down in, in the middle of New York and an outfit called IBM. They're investing in these chips for, for serious. Anyway, I won't go through them all. But. Because you can't. <laughs> it's like... It's like it's like he's on a roll, right? Because that that's what you would say, you know. Anyway, if you're listing off, boom, boom, boom. I did this. I did this. I did this. And here's what this person is doing. Anyway, I don't want to bore you with all the details. In this case, he just gives up on a sentence. But yeah, 
I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. It was like twice in a row. He couldn't remember where he was. Yeah. Right? Down and, and, uh, and a little further down. And down. Yeah, this is a little further down. down. You know. And then, you know. They're investing in these chips for, for serious. Yeah. Anyway, I won't go through them all. But. Yeah. Chips for serious, man. For real. This is not become, a joke. This chips thing has become somewhat of a talking point now. There's a senator running in Illinois, Tammy Duckworth, and that's the basis of her campaign. Jobs, bring chips, back. Chips, specifically. Yeah. For a 30-second ad. It's nothing but chips. Yes. See, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Of course. By the way, uh, any of you, you know, Republicans happen to win. Like in the House, Senate, whatever. You're not talking about any investigations, are you? Like anything that Biden would have done. Yes, we are. Or yes. impeachment for yes, we are. the likes of Alejandro Mayorkas. No. Yes. Department of Homeland Security that has let, you know, over five million people come through the southern border, basically just putting out the welcome mat. Yeah, come here illegally. You're not gonna do that sort of thing, are you? Oh, it's coming. What? Really? Because on ABC, John Carl was talking with Glenn Youngkin, governor of Virginia. And I'll tell you what, because, it, you know, the interview goes like five minutes. If you don't mind, I just want to play you the questions from John Carl. Okay. Especially for you, David, former news guy. See if he did a bang-up job here. Roll it. You know, I, I'm hearing a lot, though, uh, of talk about investigations. Investigations of Hunter Biden, FBI, all things Anthony Fauci. Um, Republicans talking about going, you know, all in if they take control, particularly the House. Is that really what, what you're campaigning on to... to have massive investigations and all. And I think that. Yeah. Yeah. I am campaigning on Is that. that. Really? Because jackass. Yes. <laughs> because Youngkin's out there campaigning for other Republicans. Yeah. The guy. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Okay. See? You haven't heard this, have you? These are these are people who seriously need to look in the mirror. Oh, absolutely. For a minute, because a lot of Democrats in 2018 actually literally campaigned on finding a reason to to impeach Donald Trump. Yes, they did. In this case, you can actually list out reasons. If you, you know, again, politically, I don't know if it really helps to go after and try to impeach Donald or uh, impeach Joe Biden. But at the same time, the standard was set. Yeah. By yeah. by Democrats under Donald Trump, they just looked for something to impeach him for, and then not to mention the whole Jan- January six committee thing, really, and the Biden administration thinking about setting up a special counsel to investigate Trump if he runs for president. Hold on a second, I haven't thought this all the way through, but just off the top of my head, wouldn't you go after Mayorkas first? And that's not because I've had yeah. <laughs> it out for that guy for a long time. I'm serious oh, because I- the goods are there. Yeah. He hasn't protected the border. It's the Department of Homeland Security. He's known what a disaster the border is. Over 5 million have come through. And we know from polling, people don't like it. Both sides of the aisle. That seems like a win. Oh, I I think so, yeah. I'm talking about specifically impeaching Joe Biden. I think you can make the case, but, but politically, I don't know how advantageous it is.
Carl goes on. I think voters are going to make a statement on Tuesday, and they want That's their elected leaders to deliver results. What about all this impeachment talk? I mean, I, I've gone through, <laughs> I, I can count at least three members of the Biden cabinet that Republicans have talked about uh, impeaching. And obviously, there have already been impeachment resolutions introduced, many of them, uh, for Biden himself. Would that be a mistake for, for Republicans to go in? A again, I, impeachment? I, I believe strongly that our democracy is better when our Congress exercises its oversight functions impeachment the, the but, but impeachment yeah john huh? john carl on abc news we played some of his audio in the past i mean this is a guy who routinely pops a trouser trend uh tent over liz cheney mm -hmm. and he's scandalized by the idea of i don't know oversight over anthony fauci yeah yes yeah okay and as you watch this you can't believe he doesn't want to let it go and young can is trying to answer. But let me press you on that, though. I mean, common sense, kitchen table issues, that's what you've been talking about. Is, is that what voters have in mind, impeaching, an impeachment of, of Joe Biden? Because, I mean, I'm hearing that a lot. <laughs> he's, he's starting to lose it a little bit. He's hearing it a lot. That'd be a mistake, is all I'm asking. That'd be a mistake to go into. I can't speculate on what they're going to do, but what I can tell you what is. What they should do is what I'm asking. Is, God. <laughs> it just goes on. Unbelievable. Well, I'll, I'll play you one last clip of it. We'll move on. Go, go ahead, John Carroll. You were out in Arizona campaigning for Kerry Lake. Liz Cheney, who has supported you, uh, was quite critical of that. She said, nobody should be out advocating for the election of people who will not honor the sanctity of our election process. Uh, obviously, Kerry Lake talks a heck of a lot about uh, the 2020 election, falsely saying it was rigged, stolen. Uh, you, you, you don't agree with that, do you? Does everybody then have to just bring out the list of all the Democrats in the past that have denied elections that Republicans yeah. won? Is that what we need? Well, the Hillary like an ongoing Clinton. list? Hillary Clinton is saying the 2024 election is going to be stolen. Yes. Not to mention 2016. I don't know how many times. Jamie Raskin. I mean, the list goes on. Yeah. Um, By the I, way. Election deniers, democracy at risk. Yeah. We already have some election denying going on. Yeah. This election right now could be rigged. Okay. You haven't heard this? Is yeah. there evidence here? Uh, who's David who's has saying the story. Now, remember, doubting an election is treason. Uh, we have, we've had the most secure election ever in the history of our world in 2020. Okay. Uh, unless it looks like Republicans could win, in which case, no, it could be stolen. Uh, we get to ask questions, at least. Politico has a piece out that says uh, they're warning about potential ir irregularities. They say the, the 2020 presidential election was rife with allegations of voting machine hacks that were later debunked. Mm -hmm. Yet... There are real risks that hackers could tunnel into voting equipment and other election infrastructure to try to undermine Tuesday's vote. How? How could that happen? More attention to securing voting systems hasn't eliminated critical, technical, and human threats to our elections, says Matthew Wheel, uh, executive director of the Bipartisan Policy Center's <laughs> uh, Democracy Program. Uh, and this cycle is practiced for 2024. So the article lays out six areas of vulnerability. Remember that you were not allowed to ask about in 2020. No, mm -hmm. no, no. Well, that was different. Okay, here are the six. Disinformation. Well, naturally. Yes. Crashing election office websites. People had questions about some of the website stuff that happened in 2020. Hmm. Yeah. Hijacking social media accounts. Cyber attacks on voter registration databases. 
voter harassment, wireless modems enabling hacks of voting machines or vote tallies. What? Because they say at least seven states and Washington, D.C. use wireless modems to transmit unofficial election night results to their central offices. These modems use telecommunications networks that are vulnerable to hackers and malicious actors could exploit them to tamper with unofficial vote data. Uh, corrupt voting machines or compromise the computers used to tally official results. Okay, whoever decided to, like, set up a system that was dependent on public Wi-Fi, you're fired today. You don't get to run elections anymore. I don't care no. if you're Democrat or Republican. I don't care if I personally like you. You don't get to do that job anymore. I'm with you, man. Totally with you there. So just know, if this thing happens to go one way, it could have been rigged. I just like the way they're paving all this already, setting us up for... It, it's so weird to have two messages at the same time. Yeah. You, 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 you're doubting the outcome of an election. Oh, this one could be rigged. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck, man? Election deniers, democracy at risk. I know this is a longer conversation, mm-hmm. uh, but we could do this in a minute. Um, has social media been mostly good or bad o- overall? What do you think? I, mean, I asked you this earlier, uh, and yeah. Scott said, I'd have to say bad. David said good. You said bad. I said bad with you. That's my first gut. Yeah. Yes. So out of 1,400 Americans polled, what do you think? They said good or bad? I think most people probably said bad. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. And they did. Yes. 54% think it's had a negative effect on society in general. 25% think it's done more good than bad. 21% not sure. Yeah. What is the main reason you think it's been bad, Scott? And well, as David I, it, made the point earlier, you're probably on it more than There's no accountability. I mean, you can you can say whatever you want. And there's no accountability for it. I mean, you can you can hide behind your desk after that. You don't have to come out and, the, and tell people who you are, what you're doing. You can just take shots and move on. David, why do you think it's been good? I think I think it's a net good. There's a lot of negativity that that has happened, but I also think that there are moments like what's happening in Iran uh, right now in the protests that we never would really know about if it weren't for social media. There are a lot of things about. Uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine that we wouldn't know about. There are a whole lot of things. Even when you see the bad things that show up on, like, libs of TikTok, Mm -hmm. what libs of TikTok exposes is for the betterment of society, the fact that that is able to be pushed out so people know what's going on, especially with people grooming their kids or grooming, you know, your kids. They're coming after them. I think it's good that we can be made aware of it. It's you know I, I kind of look at social media like uh, like a weapon. You, you know you, you can use it for good. And oh, like so many things, it, and you can use it for bad. Yeah, I think the reason I say bad more than good, and I think you brought up great points of why it's good. On the flip of why it's bad, it is what it does mentally, especially to younger people. And when you're talking about, like, libs of TikTok and what they've exposed, I would say, yeah, at the same time, the social contagion of what's going on with young girls thinking they're boys is one of the awful things about social media. And just the pressure that it puts on people and mentally you think you can deal with it. It's a problem for adults, let alone if you're a 14-year-old boy or girl trying to navigate it all. Yep. It's pretty tough.
Okay, much more to get to. Oh, did you see the Democratic poll worker accused of pre-selecting Democratic candidates and pressuring voters? No. Not supposed to do that. That and much more coming up. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, sure, there's hyperbole out there, but I mean, let's just get down to it. If you vote Republican in this midterm election, mm-hmm. are you in essence voting for the Nazis? I've heard this, yeah. What? Just wanted to make sure you're paying attention, David. Because that Nazis? came up yesterday yeah. on uh, Fox. With Fox News Sunday host Shannon Bream, she was talking with James Clyburn, the representative from South Carolina. He's been very thoughtful and rational lately. And not only that, but he's a history expert. He's going to let you know it right here. Okay, but the but- facts are very clear. I've studied history all of my, all of my life. Okay. I taught history. And I'm telling you, what I see here are parallels to what the history was okay. uh, in this world uh, back in the 1930s so, Congressman, in then, Germany, in Italy. Okay. Are, are voters, though, out there listening to this message mm-hmm. to infer from what you're saying that if they don't vote for Democrats in this election, that they are somehow supporting something akin to the rise of Hitler? She just lays it out there. Yeah, There's well, the question. That's what he said. So we're ready for the clear answer. Yeah. Roll. No, if they don't vote against election deniers, if they don't vote against liars, people who lie, know full well they're lying, we all know they're lying. This was the cleanest election in the history of the country. In the history of the country. <laughs> Here we go. Uh-huh. Last one. Okay, so if you deny that at all, okay, and then you vote for that person, yeah, you're kind of voting for the Nazis. It's not just that you have to vote Democratic, see. It's that if you vote for an election denier. Does that make sense? No. No. No, no not at all. No. Yeah, no, and I hear so. this stuff, and honestly, and if you've listened long enough, you know where I've stood on what Trump was saying after the election. When I hear this reaction, though, I'm starting to think, you know, maybe Sidney Powell was on to something because, man, they are acting guilty as hell. <laughs> you, I mean, seriously, you don't, you don't come up with that kind of statement. Unless you know that something wrong has happened. No, you're back to the talking points. It was the freest and fairest election yeah. in history. Yeah. What? No. Again, there's a lot of nefarious crap that went on that's been proven. Goodness gracious. By the way, did see this story at Daily Wire. This was in Indiana. Election officials removed a Democrat poll worker. Why? Allegedly pre-selecting Democratic candidates and pressuring citizens to vote for specific candidates. This poll worker named James Zhang accused of telling black voters not to vote for the racist candidates. (laughs) Hey, don't vote for the racist ones. Man. Get those white people over there. Don't do it. It's interesting. A couple of yahoos are bird dog in a drop box in Arizona. It's a national panic. This? Ah, No, we're not worried about it. Well, this worker told a pair of black voters not to vote for pro-parent school board candidates, alleging they are racist. Racist. You just don't vote for them. Okay. And they also confirmed that the the person pre-selected a straight Democrat ticket, explaining the voting machines. (laughs) 
This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Yes, you can't make it up, man. All right, but biggest story of the day is what? Uh, biggest story of the day to me is that ever, as everybody's rushing to get their final talking points in, the closing arguments, as they say in the biz, uh, Joe Biden just torpedoed one of the biggest lies that the White House has been sharing, which the lie is that they haven't done anything to stop oil and gas production in the United States of America. Over the weekend, twice, he said, yeah, we're ending fossil fuels. No more drilling. Yes, he did say that. Hmm, weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got to get to that. And then, Scott Robbins, you got your big three of the day? Yep. Ah, excellent. The trifecta. And a news update straight ahead right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robert Show. Jamie Markley. I'm a Gen Xer. David Van Camp, he's a millennial and a sexy boomer. And a nice sport jacket. That's Scott Robbins. You like the sport jacket look. It's a good look on you, man. All right. Got your trifecta coming up in a few. News update, David Van Camp. Joe Biden did an interview with the Rev, Al Sharpton. And uh, started repeating some of the old talking points from Defund the Police. What? Yeah, well, you know, the guy the guy just likes to craft a message based on the audience that he thinks is listening. Okay. And uh and so he just falls back on it. He doesn't believe in anything. Joe Biden. Anyway, uh, do you want to hear this garbled mess? I would love to hear it. Right, yes. Here we go. And look, the other thing is, Al, you know, we've talked about this and every black listener understands this. That black crime is one that, in fact, are the victims of the crime. Yes. They're in their, in their communities, and they, they want help. We have to retrain the way we train police. We have to train police to be able, and we need more social workers. We need more psychologists. We need more people with, with mental health backgrounds in on police forces so that we don't just have the guy come in a, a, a you know, we, we don't, for example, we don't have up on the Humvees rolling in the neighborhoods anymore, and that's not going to happen on my watch. I don't know. Some neighborhoods in, like, Philadelphia, you, you should get those Humvees out. You have to stop the crime. People yeah. are dying. Okay? I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You're afraid of hurting feelings? Well, you you bring one of those in, it it could really intimidate people. Not the people that are saying, help, we need police here. Right. Anytime we have a conversation about that, I don't want to hear from Al Sharpton or Joe Biden. Bring somebody in from the neighborhoods. Let them sit there with you and tell you what's going on. Unbelievable. You two jackasses can stand there all day and talk about how you've got to have mental health professionals in there. I'm not going to disagree with you, but you've got to start cracking whips. Dude. Theoretically. Well, we need more mental health workers. I mean, that was yeah, part right, of this right. whole thing before. I know when he was on the campaign trail. It's just, it's just insanity. It's never anybody who's adversely affected by it that they talk to. It isn't. Well, I think that was all part of the whole racist thing. That rabbit hole he went down. 
Remember? We bring social workers into homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't want. They don't know quite what to do. They, yeah, they just don't know what know, to do. They'd like terrible. to be good parents, but they don't get it. That kind of stuff. I mean, you got to... I mean, yeah, help with right. words, you record bring players, anything, in there. teach people how to speak. Make sure you have the record player on at night. <laughs> the, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. <laughs> words. You know what, man? I hear that for the, I don't know, 50th time. I'm still amazed oh, yeah. that yeah. that happened. And that a bigger deal was not made out of that. And again, these are the people, right? They're going to tell you how to, how to what law enforcement should be doing. Yes. I don't have to deal with it. Al Sharpton doesn't have to deal with it. Dude, has Al helped in all Never. of his years? No. Come on, man. It's unbelievable. But he's made well, sure he doesn't have to deal with any of that. Well, no, he just community he shows in. up yeah. and, you know, yeah, sucks all the air out of the room. And, yeah, I'm here to help or whatever. But what's the track record long term? I love it when you have someone like Larry Elder that goes down the list with someone like Sharp. They don't, they don't like that at all. No, but it's always enjoyable. Yeah. All right, are you ready for yeah. uh, your big three? Roll it. All right, trifecta. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins, it's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Top three stories of the day. I'm Casey Hey, buddy. Glad back after a long weekend off. That's good. Got you. All right. I'm ready. Thanks. Yeah. Three. Fully rested. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number three, I, I don't really understand this sentence that you shared with me, Scott, but Baltimore has something called a squeegee co- collaborative. Yeah, the mayor's office in uh, Baltimore released some details. Uh, mayor Brendan Scott calls it the squeegee collaborative plan. They're going to roll this thing out this week. This following this next week, Monica Lewis is a spokesperson. She said squeegee kids will develop a code of conduct in an effort to regulate themselves. Now, these are the guys that run out into the on the intersections when the cars are stopped and squeegee off windshields, whether you like it or not, in hopes you'll throw a couple of bucks at them, right? Got and it. if you don't, they yell at you and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, and here's what they're going to do. In an effort to regulate themselves, squeegee kids will be assigned specific areas. So if you're a squeegee kid, we're not going to stop you from doing it. We're just going to tell you, you've got to stay in this area to do it, right? Okay. And also, guaranteed income program will be made available to young men who do not engage in the activity. So if you could engage in the activity and you're not going to engage in the activity, then they're going to give you a guaranteed in- income. Wait, so... This is like a satirical film, isn't it? So they're going to be helping to coordinate... Yes. ...people who squeegee windshields. Yes. But if you don't want to actually stand out on the street corner as we head into winter yes, and actually squeegee windshields, you're going to get money anyway. These are the older squeegee kids. Okay. So what's my incentive to go out and squeegee if I'm going to get the same money if I don't? Well, you know, I thought the same thing, Jamie. I thought the same thing to myself. Certain corners will remain open for business for the squeegee workers, but they will supposedly be trained in self-policing to prevent confrontational incidents from turning violent. Like self-policing in Baltimore? Beating the hell out of somebody who won't give you money for squeegeeing off a windshield. You didn't ask to have squeegee off to begin with. Mm. Now, you kids who've aged out of squeegee, or in their minds have aged out of squeegee, you will get uh, your basic income guaranteed. 
That'll keep you away from the corners. If I see you on the corner, we're going to take away your basic income. Guaranteed. Okay. In other words, paying known criminals to not commit crimes in some areas and asking the rest of the criminals to police themselves is a good idea. What could possibly go wrong with that plan? (laughs) Nothing. It's insanity. It's insanity. I don't understand it, man. It's insane. Who comes up with this stuff? Idiot liberals. Here's 200 bucks a month not to commit a crime. Yeah. Good luck to you. (laughs) We're getting closer and closer to number one. Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three stories of the day. My head already hurts. Okay, yeah. Number two, White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain, the guy who some believe is actually running the White House, Mm -hmm. as in running the presidency. Uh, He thinks that bad news is good news. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's trying very hard to make uh, Biden and the Democrats in general look as good as possible here. The problem for Klain is that his administration has been a train wreck, and he knows it. So now he's out there bragging about things to do nothing more than point out how disastrous Biden is. For instance, new poll is out. YouGov America. Are people worse off, about the same, or better off? Worse off, 46%. About the same, 37%. Better off, 12%. So in Ron Klain's world, 49% of voters say they're better off or the same. Things are great. <laughs> Things are freaking great. Are you kidding me? Look at these numbers. And people are nodding their head. Oh, okay. By the way, 12% uh, said uh, they were better off than they were. This is not good news, Ron. You don't understand this. These are, these are not good numbers. I don't think it's going to If you have... want to combine those that, are, that say they're better off and about the same as a positive... Well, then why don't we just take the worse off and about the same and combine them? Then we got like a 90% of the people saying no. Sure. Okay, the Scott Robbins trifecta. Top God, three what is, the, ele- is the election tomorrow? One. Uh, number one, you can swap genders for the low, low price of $99 and a quick, quick Zoom call. That's all. Medical professionals are prescribing cross-sex drugs to patients without any in-person evaluations. What? Through the telepath companies that boast a fast and easy access to hormonal drugs and transgender-related care. So it was you should meet with somebody no, no. for a period of time That's to talk about thinking. Cogn- okay. Several companies have cropped up offering cross-sex medical treatments, referred to as <clears throat> gender-affirming care, through telepath programs in order to facilitate and expedite the gender transition process. These companies are part of a push against so-called gatekeeping in the medical community. That can delay patients' access to cross-sex treatments like hormones and surgeries for a long time. Yeah, that, well, it should be. That, that, that damn oversight and those I, damn sucks. doctors. Yeah. Are you talking about kids right now? The transgender medical community, Plume, offers online appointments for any individual seeking cross-sex hormones and advertises that most patients, well, you'll get your drug set to the pharmacy the day of your appointment. They also will offer medical letters of support, which you can use to obtain cross-sex surgery and persuade insurance companies to cover the gender-related procedures. All with the visit of an online doctor. That's all. So not talking about anything emotionally no. going on, nothing like that no, at gender all. gender-affirming surgery. I feel emptiness in my heart. Thank you, Casey. <laughs> Yeah, what if somebody it's like gone through traumatic stuff? No, just give it to them. Nope, you just they just they can go pick it up that day. Wow. I was never as close to my father as I would have liked. <laughs> yeah, well, it could be anything, yeah. Casey. It I didn't be. know that. 
But yeah, that seems crazy to me. Okay, all right. And there you have it. Well, you could do it with ED drugs. What can you do with ED drugs? Dude, I'm just thinking. I've got a medication that I have to go into the doctor every three months. They, I have yeah. to have a checkup every three months yeah. in order for them to renew my prescription that I've had for years. I need a doctor supporting it every three months as well <laughs> to get the drugs I have. I have three prescriptions, and every time the doctor has to submit a letter to the insurance company yeah. so they'll pay for it and fill the prescription. And in your case, Mark Lee, it's forget it. I was sitting here going, you two guys are going to grab about I feel bad about it. Right yeah, now. I know. Really? I know, dude. I'm so- and I'm sorry. And you go through this every month, so I it's, get it. It's insane. Absolutely insane. And to hear that story. But I can I can go online today, and for 99 bucks, they're going to send it right to the Walgreens for me to pick up on my way home from work. Wow. Do you know where you are? Yeah, I do. <sighs> it's the jungle, baby. Okay, that is the Scott Robbins trifecta. Every day at this time, Scott's top three of the day. All right, we still got to get to a news update. And Nimrod's in the news on pre-election eve right here. Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Some Democrats upset with the president today, especially Joe Manchin from West Virginia. Yeah. Well, Biden said we're going to shut down in coal plants. Oh, yeah. That, he said it's going to become a wind generation. And all they're doing is they're going to save them a hell of a lot of money and using the same transmissions line that transmitted the coal fired electric on. Yeah. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America. And having wind and solar. Uh-oh. Mm, uh-huh. Well, so, now. Then it was clean up on aisle Joe because they're saying, hey, wait a minute. We're not supposed to be honest about this yet, Joe. Right. We're not supposed to tell people that we're getting ready to retire, I don't know, a quarter of our energy production capabilities. We're not doing that just yet. Yeah. Shush, shush. Uh, so the White House has come up with some amazing spin. Hmm. Green Jean-Pierre is out yeah. there today? Yes, Press sir. secretary? Yep. Okay, roll it. Like there was uh, uh, some confusion uh, on that. And so, uh, but, uh, you know, I want to say this. It was, some of you were there. It was uh, it was loud and, and hard uh, to hear, I think, or maybe not uh, exactly what... Uh, what uh, what was being said, but I currently don't want to get into punditry what? from here and and why we did it or do it, uh, or you know paid you know, or do it did it on TV. Oh but I spoke to to this over the weekend. The president's words we believe were twisted. Um, the computer malfunctioned. Uh-oh. <laughs> what the hell it is she just on haywire? No. It was loud. <laughs> yes, it was loud. What is he? Does he think he's Fetterman? What's yeah. going on here? <laughs> the wheels on the struggle bus go round, round, round and round, round and clunk. <laughs> okay, this this deserves a review because I, at least to me, I detected almost a give up moment from Corinne Jean Pierre <laughs> yeah. there about midway through. Again, she's trying to say that Joel, Joe didn't mean to say we're shutting down the coal plants, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, some confusion yeah. uh, on that. And yes. so, uh, but, uh, you know, 
I want to say this. It was some of you were there. It was uh, it was loud and, and hard uh, to hear. I think, or what? maybe not uh, exactly what uh, what. Uh, right there, right there is where it's it. almost like ah. Uh, like, uh-huh. I'm exasperated. Uh-huh. I can't freaking do this anymore. <laughs> I can't come out here yeah. and clean up for this doddering old man anymore. Like, like, I'm on the struggle bus as it is, and you're asking me to do the impossible. Th- this isn't even a clarification no. or a doubling down. This is actually telling people that they didn't hear what they clearly heard. It wasn't loud in there. It's not like we're all just relying on a quote that was printed by a newspaper reporter who was there but didn't have audio. We have audio. We have video of it. And it didn't Dude. sound all that loud to me. Dude. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America and having wind and solar. Uh, that seems pretty easy to understand what he said there. <laughs> what was loud about that, by the way? I, I don't know. Uh, to hear, I think, or maybe not uh, exactly what... <laughs> Uh, what uh, what was being said, but I currently don't want to get into punditry from here and, and why we did it or do we... Uh, okay, and then after the... Uh, then it becomes just McGurkity all over. Dude, this is like that huge paper yeah. bag that you're stuck in and you're trying to punch yourself out of it and you can't do it. Yeah. You're trying with all your might and will, but you can't. Do it, uh, or, you know, paid or do it, did it on TV. But I spoke to, to this over the weekend. The president's words, we believe, were twisted. Um, twisted? Yeah. It was loud. Yeah, you people, your fault. It was loud, and his words were twisted. (laughs) My wife says, David, you said you were going to take out the trash. The truck already came and went. What happened? Well, I don't know if you... I I think you were twisting my words. And it was loud (laughs) in the garage when you asked if I was going to take the trash out, okay? My gosh, man. That's brutal. And with that... We go to do When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. A couple of shoplifters in Springfield, Missouri, stealing stuff from a Ross dress for less store. Oh, yeah. You like the Ross dress for less? Well, when I'm buying dresses, yes. Excellent. Well, they both brought their own ride and they fled in two different cars trying to get out of there as fast as possible the tip here is maybe go with one getaway car because mm-hmm. they rushed a little too much and ended up crashing into each other oh, at a nearby oh, intersection yeah well thought out both got out and took off on foot but the cops tracked him down anyway facing misdemeanor theft charges it was loud out there well it was loud <laughs> things got twisted yeah yes <laughs> And it was hard to communicate, and that's not what they meant to do. It's just the dresses somehow ended up in their car, and that's Nimrod's in the news.